Good morning, and welcome to the BitCult Morning Show. I'm your host, Connor Mitchell. Today we have a very special guest, one of my friends, Kate Bricado. Uh, on BitClout, she's known as at blue underscore. And Kate, you have never used BitClout before, is that right? Never, not once. Connor called me yesterday after not... Connor and I have an interesting relationship. We talk once every six months, but it's always a completely life-changing conversation every time we do. So he called me and he said, you have to get involved in this thing called BitClout. And I was like, what is BitClout? I'm really not involved in the world of online stuff. I'm, I'm more old school. I like to read my books and that, and that kind of thing. But I've been searching it around a little bit. And I... It's... It is wildly fascinating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like BitCloud, and and it's really cool. And, and so, Kate, what if? And and I know I explained BitCloud to you, but if you were looking at that website, what would you think BitCloud was just by looking at it? So I have this like. This is what I was sort. Okay, so if I was just looking at it, I would be like, okay. This is not a place for people who don't know what they're doing with technology. I have a little bit of experience with coding. I tried to teach myself how to code and, and then I got sidetracked with it. But it, it to me, it really just looks like they took the bare essence of what a social media platform is and just said, here you go, world, do what you will with it. Yeah. Definitely. I feel like they just looked and they were like, okay, they like, they're looking at people and they're like, okay, people are popping off the bandwagon of like classic social media, right? Like Vine has been long dead. Instagram's dying. TikTok's like barely much of anything in the typical sense of social media. Facebook is for old people, Twitter's crap. So what they did, they said, look, what can we do to strip social media down to its like bare bones? And that's what this is, like, as far as I'm concerned. In terms of creator content, it takes away the added step of like ad contracts and like allows people to invest in what they want like directly and I, I think it had to create its own so i'm a little bit confused on this point but from what i can tell it created its own form of currency in the process because i think they just figured like that's the future right yeah yeah and and i can't speak for the developers at all but i think that what diamond hands and maybeam who are the head developers on bitcloud what their intention in doing that was probably to not distract in terms of what you were saying with the bare bones yeah. minimalism ux design i think that it was like to not distract from uh, like i think that on other social medias there are a lot of distractions there are a lot of colorful buttons you know yeah. you, you can do so much and on BitCloud, it's okay, I can post, I can reclout, I can comment, I can like. And, and they're slowly adding in like more functionality. But I think like what they wanted in the beginning was just, like you said, bare bones social media. And then they yeah. add in the cryptocurrency aspect. And, and maybe I wonder if they did that just because they knew this is already a complicated idea. We don't want to throw in a bunch of random social media stuff that is just going to make it more confusing. And so... I wrote this point down. It is a, it, it's a very new concept, but also a very old and traditional concept because it's basically, to me, it looks like it's an investment tool for people as like social actors. Mm -hmm. So it takes like the personhood of Justin Bieber, like not necessarily what he's doing or what he is, but what he represents and allows people to literally 
buy that thing because they know it's a big ticket. And like, we've already been creating brands out of individuals like social media. That's what social media does. But now it like allows for direct investment in that quote unquote company, which you can see a return off of on this site, right? Yeah, exactly. And it also allows the creators to have full control over their monetization. Exactly. Yeah. So because especially with this founder's reward and, and how they updated it. So like Kate, you joined BitCloud yesterday, but in the past for a while, the founder's reward was actually given back to you as it was given to you as a reinvestment back into your coin. If I invest $1,000 into your coin, then you would get $100 reinvested back into your coin, like by your own profile. And then they got rid of that because they were listening to feedback. And because one of the things, like a lot of people are very hesitant to, to take out money that is invested in themselves because right. it, it makes it look like you know, maybe they, they don't believe in themselves. There's right now, I, I, there's like some stigma on BitCloud that I, I actually don't necessarily agree with. A lot of people are like, oh, you shouldn't withdraw from your own coin because it looks bad. It makes it look like you don't believe in yourself. Like, why would anyone invest in you if you're not invested in yourself? Right. But, yeah. But at the same time, I feel like with this direct monetization aspect now, the founder's reward is being paid to you in money that's going into your BitCloud wallet rather than being reinvested back into you. I, I don't necessarily know that investing in yourself is like the is necessary per se because you're not getting any reinvestments from your founder reward. You're just getting that money in your pocket. And so, what this could allow for creators to do and, and like influencers and whatnot who are moving over from TikTok and Instagram and all that is they can directly monetize on BitCloud. And literally, like, they can get paid from people buying their coin. And, and they could hypothetically, should BitCloud become more mainstream and the money gets a little bit better, like, you could live off of that. And creators could literally live off of the money that they get from the founder's reward of people investing in them. Which is, when I say this takes the bare bones of social media, I think that a, a really big attraction of social media for creators is I think it started off with YouTube, right? That was the first social media where people were making a lot of money off of it. But as far as I'm, I'm concerned, as far as I, I understand, creators were making money off of ad revenue. So they had to make, they had to plug these products. They had to plug this company. They had to monetize their videos, which like really limited, if you wanted to make money through social media, you had to follow the ad companies or that platform and what they wanted and a ton of shit was happening with YouTube and people were getting really mad about it. The bare essence was that creators wanted to make money off of a social media platform and they could only do that through ad revenue. This takes that sort of motivation. People want to make money off of what they're putting out in the world. And now they're saying, okay, we don't have to do that through ads anymore. Pe the people who want to pay you can literally just give you money and invest in you like you would be a company for what you're not selling or putting out there, but for what you are, like what your ideas. Exactly. Yeah. Which is different because prior to, I think, platforms like this, and I think this is the most conglomerated form of it. I think there are a lot of ways that you can get a similar result, but this is just an easy, the easiest way to do it, I think. 
is that if, if you believed in someone's essence and someone's idea and someone's brain, you invested in their company, you invested right. in some whatever they were doing. But this is literally just saying, no, I'm investing in your words and your actions. Whatever you do, it's going to be great because I love you and here's my money. Exactly. Yeah. That's as far as I understand. I'm pretty sure what this is, which I think is brilliant. Yeah, because it allows like the everyday person to be able to not only make money, but right. also to support their favorite creators. Because yeah, like there's no donate button on TikTok and there's no, I maybe they just announced like that donate button on Twitter. The only like social media where you could really donate to your creators that you were following was like Twitch and maybe YouTube, but right. But like now, anyone can easily donate. And the idea with BitClout too is that like anyone can run their own node. So what could end up happening and what we could see is literally a world in which like, you know, ESPN and YouTube and Twitter, they're all running their own BitClout nodes on their social media website. You have that ability to buy and sell creator coins on any social media website. You go on to Twitter and you look at Connor Mitchell's profile and you're like, oh shoot, like I wanna buy his coins, there'll be a mm -hmm. button there and it'll automatically, you'll automatically be able to buy the coins from like Twitter because it'll right. all be connected. And so what my mind went to immediately was I was doing research on this last night and I, I'm a philosophy major. My brain always goes to the big picture. This has the potential to become sort of an internet server in itself. I think that it has that ability because it's like you said, people can run their own nodes, which is essentially what a website is, right? Yeah. Yeah. And no, and it quite literally is you run your node and you buy the domain name and you're running your own website, like on your own domain. Right. Exactly. And to me, that, that sort of, I don't know, it, it seems like they're rebranding the internet in the way that we interact with people online. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, don't, I think, yeah, go ahead, sorry. No, I just, I think it's the future and I started asking all these questions and I want to go super big picture, but I'll try to keep it. But my, I think my big thing is like, what is, explain coins to me, because I'm still trying to figure out, you have creator coins and you have BitCloud. So what's the difference and what's the function of each? Yeah, for sure. So BitCloud is the cryptocurrency that is used to purchase creator coins. So as of right now, the only way to buy BitCloud is with Bitcoin. And right. I know that there are some folks out there who are actively working on creating a way to buy BitClout with a credit card or a debit yeah. card. But that'll take a couple months because it it costs almost, I think, a million dollars to to be able to like get all of that software and then wow. register it in 50 states because it's not like every state has their own like debit credit card, you know, buying crypto rules or, right. or buying those sorts of things. And so you have to register in every single state rather than one application that works for every state. So it'll take a while, but yeah, like that's being added. Yeah. And, and, but right now you use Bitcoin to buy the BitCloud and then the BitCloud is used to actually purchase the creator coins and the creator coins are, there's an algorithm in the BitCloud white paper that kind of explains it more in depth than I ever could, but it pretty much based on the amount of total US dollar that is locked into the profile, 
determines the amount of creator coins that are uh, being minted for that profile and that are in circulation. So they're mm -hmm. pretty much like you're using BitClout to buy these creator coins and then these creator coins are like being minted in such a way that it's like building its own cryptocurrency on the site. So you're pretty much like BitClout is an altcoin that is being used to purchase other altcoins that are also known as creator coins. Got it. Okay. See, I actually, I went on a run this morning to prepare for this and to prepare for our, our conversation this morning. I listened to, because I'm completely, like, this is what I always say about this kind of thing. Like, Bitcoin. It, like, I would be a very rich person if I wasn't, like, so terrified by how, like, how absolutely confusing and, like, dark Bitcoin sounds. Like, there was this narrative that was pushed for so long that Bitcoin was like the currency of the dark web. And like the dark web was where you bought cyanide and like sex slaves with their arms chopped up. And like people would send 12 year old kids their IP addresses and warn them to leave and like never return. Like that's my concept. And that had been my point of reference for years until I start, you know, started seeing people become like millionaires overnight because they bought Bitcoin in 2012 as a joke. And to me, like to people like me who have little or no idea what that is, it's so exciting, but also so unnerving and feels like the only way to get cryptocurrency is like to travel to some underground lair where you like have to answer these questions three before the cloaked man comes out of the shadows and sits you down in a modern and says now you have the secrets of this world and it's i think that what bitclout does is takes away a little bit of that narrative mm -hmm. yeah you know what i mean because even as I'm like searching through this, it, it, it's a little bit like more friendly. It's here's Elon Musk. You know him. He, you like, he's, you know who he is. Like, it's okay. It's fine. And I think it takes away, it's like white and bright. And it takes away a little bit of that sort of like mystery behind it. But so basically, this is what I understand. You buy Bitcoin and then it's deposited in here. But like, where do you go to buy Bitcoin? Oh, so that to buy Bitcoin and, and that's that's the huge disconnect. That's what, what I mean. Because yeah. I was like, okay, I want to just invest like ten dollars in this, like I was like last night, and then it said send Bitcoin to this address. And I'm like, okay, but how do I, as a person who knows nothing about this, do that? Right. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's the huge problem, right? Because you have super smart people who just aren't familiar with cryptocurrency and and don't know how to buy it and it's daunting because i yeah. like the cryptocurrency like you said the dark web operated on cryptocurrency and and stuff like that and so it definitely is daunting but it's actually really easy and really? there are a lot of apps out there that have made it literally so easy one of them being coinbase literally you just have to download coinbase and that's it. You download Coinbase, you buy Bitcoin. I, I think that you have to uh, verify your identity with mm -hmm. Coinbase just because you're buying and selling crypto coin, which, you know, is regulated. So, or cryptocurrency. So you're, it's regulated. So you have to verify your identity. But other than that, then you literally go, you say, hey, I want to buy Bitcoin. You can buy Bitcoin with a debit card and then boom, you just, uh, you really? send it to the address. Yep. Where did I get the notion that you had to go mining for it? That so, was the only way to get it. So, so that's, you can mine Bitcoin, but that's not the only way. No. And mining Bitcoin is actually just, I, I don't know the exact 
like definition of mining when it comes to cryptocurrency. I, I have a vague idea, but I'm pretty sure that mining is where they're like going through the different blocks on the blockchain and yeah. like verifying the transactions as well as finding bugs. And then every single bug that you find or whatever, you get a certain percentage of the transaction fees or something. But yeah, no, it's so much easier than that. Literally, all you have to do is go on Coinbase and use your debit card to buy Bitcoin or, or any cryptocurrency that they have listed on the site. Got it. That, yeah, see, I didn't know that. So I'm imagining, because I was listening to this podcast earlier that was explaining all the mining stuff. And it sounds to me like Bitcoin is basically held up, its value is held up in, in these blocks of information that people verify. Yes. And then it's decentralized and those blocks are spread out through computers. Yeah. Through like different servers and stuff. Yeah. And that's, yeah, exactly. And that's what they're trying to do with this social media aspect. They're trying to right. like take this decentralization idea that is, that has worked so well for cryptocurrency and then apply it to social media. And what we were talking about earlier, like now there's no centralized entity that is controlling the ad space on the social media. There's, they're not telling the creators like, oh, this is how much money, like we're going to cap the amount of money that you can make a month. They're like, we're going to determine how much money you can make. Instead, it's like, it's up to the creators and their followers and investors to determine how much money you're going to be making a month because it, it depends on how many investments you get and the connections that you make and and what have you. And and I definitely feel like, especially with the announcements of platforms like Moonbounce and Bitperks that are coming to the platform, that there will definitely be even more ways for these creators to make money. Because pretty much, so Kate, there's this, uh, there's this thing called Moonbounce. And pretty much what they're creating is an all-encompassing social media that allows you to be able to connect with like your favorite creators on a more personal level. And they're connecting it to BitClout in the way that you'll be able to buy and sell creator coins as well. And if you hold a certain amount of creator coins, you get a certain amount of like social points. And then also if you like retweet or you like, or you comment on, let's say Jake Paul's post, then you get the social points because this app is connected to all the social media APIs and it's like pulling all the information of whatever you do on these social media point uh, on these social media sites and then giving you the social points and so right. those social points can be used to purchase like a birthday shout out or like to be invited on stage when they're on a clubhouse call stuff like that so it's and then there's the added thing too where like Jake Paul will have his own dashboard and he'll be like saying, oh, Kate Ricardo is my number one engager this past right. month. And right now she's in my clubhouse room. I should say something or I should invite her up on stage or something. And so it'll allow us to be able to connect to these big creators on a whole different level. And especially with now the fact that BitCloud is, has emerged, like these creators aren't going to be like they're going to be being held accountable, not by these centralized social media companies, but they're going to be mm -hmm. held accountable by the people. So if I'm in a clubhouse with Jake Paul and I'm his top investor and he doesn't give me the time of day or, you know, if I'm like Jake Paul's top investor and, and he doesn't give me the time of day, 
then I'm probably not going to invest in him and I'll pull my investment. And so it'll hold like these creators accountable because they'll be like, oh shit, my top investor is here. Like I'm going to engage with them and hopefully it'll promote more engagement from these big creators to maybe smaller creators or even just their fans. And I don't know, Connor, I wonder, this is where I, I really start to, my mind starts to just go in a million different directions. Does that allow, that is a concept, right? That we are supporting these creators who can then make their own places to go in different web pages and how does that to me represents democracy and which was intended to be a de- decentralized government mm-hmm. and we we know now that 200 years later it's not and so i wonder if this is structured enough to really be decentralized or if it will become centralized because of our innate human nature to seek out leadership and to seek out structure and it really makes me wonder if that's feasible at all and i'm considering actually making a podcast that talks about concepts like this because i think that it's worth talking about and because it right now it is so decentralized i think that we have a chance to use our pool of knowledge as human beings to be like okay how can we really do this in the right way what kind of like parameters do we need to make sure that this stays decentralized Because if you really, if you look at, I think anything that human beings do as a group will always be representative of democracies and governments and governing agencies. And this to me looks like it's like a very archetypical start out democracy. But is that the best way to do this? And as we're seeing democracies start to crack and waver, I wonder if this is in itself a way to rethink those concepts and to actually figure out what could possibly work. Yeah, I, I completely agree because like you just mentioned that nothing or the government was built on this idea, like you said, kind of a decentralization idea and right. But so there's never been any sort of like social media or a company. You, I wouldn't even consider like Big Cloud's not a company, but there's never... Yeah, really been like this decentralized social media project. So it'll definitely be interesting. And it'll be interesting to see if we as human beings put that aside and maybe say we don't need a a leader. We don't need someone telling us what to do. We're just going to use the social media as we want to. And and I think that could be possible because social media has been around for over 10 years now that people know how to use it. And we might be at the point where we don't need people telling us how to use social media. We might just be able to figure it out and utilize it on our own without the instructions or or anything from a third party or any sort of governing source. Do you actually think that we know how to use social media? No, actually, uh, yeah, as soon as I said that, I I realized (laughs) that I don't think that we know how to use social media at all as human beings. I think that we do it terrible job at it. But I do think that BitClout has proven to be very a very positive place with like a lot of a lot of positivity, a lot of value being added by the community. And I think that if we can continue that and and promote that mindset as we go forward, then we might be able to create an environment in which people do act accordingly because Like on BitClout, you're not going to make money if you are 
A, a bad person, or right. B, someone who's going to use social media for bad because then like people aren't going to invest in you. They're not going to give you money. They're not going to invest in your coin because you're scamming people or, or you're a bad person or whatever. But so I think that it might force people to have to be authentically themselves or at least like a better version of themselves because that'll always be in the back of their head. They'll be like, if I'm a, if I'm a shitty person, I'm probably not going to do well on this platform. That could affect how much money I'm making. Exactly. My, my well-being in life. Yeah. And it's, I think it's really interesting you bring that up because one thing that I've really noticed to be a trend is like the more personal social media is, like the sort of the better conduct that people approach it with. It's, and I think as we've seen social media and stuff, it's become a much healthier place. When we were in middle school in like 2011 and 12, social media was like, everyone was mean to each other. There were like tons of haters all the time everywhere. I feel like we're seeing less and less of that. Yeah. Yeah. And like places like TikTok where it's like super, super personal in your face and ideas are everywhere. It's a really loving community. And this in itself and I think it's because it's so small right now. It's, I can just tell already I posted one message last night and it already has three likes and people are just very welcoming. And I think that's a really great place to start with this. And it, it makes me honestly happy for humanity that we are doing something like this and it's going well and people are treating each other with respect. Yeah. And because honestly, this could have gone a completely different way. I think. Absolutely. BitClout definitely could have gone a very different way. But I, I also think that it's very good that the developers, from what I've heard, and these are the developers, they're anonymous, but so far, you know, as we know, there's been like one public Zoom event in which some folks got to hear the head developer, Diamond Hand, speak. And they said, they were like, this guy knows what he's talking about. And, yeah. and so it makes me think that we might even just be in the right hands too, like, from what I heard, Diamond Hands and this dev team, they're not really focused on the money of it. They're not really focused Good. on what, like, getting famous or anything. Because, you know, they're anonymous. Like, they, they don't give a, a shit about the whole world knowing their name. I think right. that what they care about and what Diamond Hands' is true passion is he's, I want to create a truly decentralized social media because I, I truly believe that it will help make the world a better place. And I think that th these early adopters of BitCloud have definitely shown that it can be a, a really good, positive place. And I think that we are capable of doing it. I, I really definitely do. Yeah, and I think I, have to, I would have to do more research about the founders of it, but that... To me, the more that you're talking about it and, and telling me, it just makes it just makes me so excited. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's just, it's so exciting to see that we really are moving to this place where we're able to do this and do it successfully. And it's not, because I don't know, I'm just thinking about, I'm trying to decide whether or not we're ready for it, something like this. And I'm thinking about what if we had done this five years ago, would we, would we have been ready for it? I don't think we would have been. I think this is a perfect time to do it, especially we were talking about yesterday a little bit during our conversation, like the pandemic just changed so much stuff. And I think people are really yearning for a, like stability and something that's like 
new and that's not gonna completely ruin their life if we can't go anywhere for a year. And that's what this is. Yeah. No, I seriously, it's just, it's all crazy. And it's, it's just bonkers that we have made it this far. And in terms of even social media and, and like, it's, it reminds me of that black mirror episode nosedive where, you, you know, know what? Yeah. I was going to bring that up. Absolutely. Yeah. Keep going. Sorry. No, it just, it reminds me exactly of that, right? Like it's the same exact concept, but for some reason, it's not it's not catching on in that dystopian fashion from that episode yeah. that we are familiar with from watching that episode. It, it's doing a lot to promote social good and value. And so it, I think you're right. Like maybe this is the right time for it. You know, maybe this is exactly what we needed right about now. And, and maybe this will end up helping us, you know, come together as a fucking world. Yeah. Yeah. And it's what will that world be? Exactly. Will it be just online? And now we have all this, this virtual reality stuff happening. Like I said, you could go down the black hole with stuff like this. And it's, to me, as someone who studies philosophy, it's so very exciting because all people could do for so long was comment on what they saw in front of them. And now we have this incredibly unique opportunity to look ahead and to look at what's happening right now and say, this is a real, this is a real life thing that could potentially forever change the interaction of human beings for forever. What will that reveal about us? What will that, re what will that reveal about our nature, about what we are at our core, about how we interact with others, about what we think about other people? And you've known me for almost 10 years at this point. Yeah, it's been a long yeah. time. Oh my God. Yeah, we've known each other since we were 11. I wow. always like to go super deep with this. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Good Lord. We're old, man. Yeah. We are um, old. Yeah, we are old. I always like to go really deep with this stuff, which I guess if anyone's listening who's interested in doing that, come listen to my podcast. I don't know. There's just there's so much you could ask. But in general, I think this is a great thing. Yeah. A little I, scary. I a little, definitely a little scary. Definitely big scary, but I think that it really just, I don't know, we'll have to see. We'll have to see if it becomes anything in the first place. And then it will reveal itself to us soon. Yeah, yeah. And I think you're right, because right now we have a very small focus group that is going through it and, and figuring out what BitCloud is. And it'll be very different. It'll look very different when the masses pick it up or right. if the masses pick it up and because it will need to pivot and adapt and evolve to be able to accommodate the everyday person who doesn't you know understand crypto to the level that some of these folks do as as well as to the content creators it's going to have to not only be very easy to use but also be better than any social media that's out there right now, which is a very tough feat because TikTok is fucking awesome and it's yeah. super hard to beat that. But I don't know, BitClout, BitClout might. I think the thing with TikTok, honestly, is the it's so easy to go viral, man. It's so easy to get likes and views. And mm. I think that algorithm that it has been like really transformative to social media and i could see bitcloud starting to do something like that yeah no i i 
definitely. And I can see it doing something like that. And, and I can also see it like pivoting in a completely different direction that we can't even comprehend right now. And a year, but then a year from now we'll be like, oh, this is the new norm. Exactly. Yeah. So it's very interesting to see. And it's very interesting. That pretty much wraps up our show this morning. But Kate, thank you so much for coming on to the BitCult Morning Show and, and talking to me about all this. I think this is a really good episode too for folks who maybe are new to BitClout, who don't quite understand it, and are maybe just a little bit scared of it. It's a scary thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It really, like uh, yeah. I said, it's just you feel like you have to be indoctrinated into this thing, but it's not like that. No, it's really not. It's a lot It's a lot less scary than it sounds. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, make sure to tune in on Sunday night because we are moving the BitCult Morning Show. This is the last episode, actually, of the BitCult Morning Show as we begin to pivot to the BitCult Late Night Show, which will be taking place at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Sunday through Thursday, live on Clubhouse, with a 30-minute Ask Me Anything with every guest 30 minutes before every show. And that is, if you are a part of the Discord and you are an investor into the BitCult, an investment of any size will grant you exclusive access and a verified investor role in the Discord, which will give you access to certain rooms, the Ask Me Anythings, uh, as well as a networking room with every single guest that has ever been on the show. So yeah, a lot of cool things happening. Please tune in Sunday night and have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Connor, thank you so much for happening, having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on, Kate. Absolutely. Anytime. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Peace out. Peace out.